What up, what up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back, 421. Hope you had a good 420, a good start to the week. There was no League of Legends yesterday, so maybe, maybe you're sitting there. You're scratching yourself. You're itching. You had no no real-life sports yesterday. You had no League of Legends. You had some CSGO, smaller slates, like 5, 10K to first, maybe. It's okay. Everything's fine. They gave us two League of Legends games tonight. The playoffs, uh, if you will, pretty much uh, coming our way uh, very, very shortly. This season going to be finishing up in the beginning of May, but then don't worry, the Summer League comes back. You can itch yourself a little bit more, but not too long because because Friday, Call of Duty is going to be here on DraftKings. I will have models for that. They will be up on Patreon with projections, the data models similar to what you see on the screen, and rankings. And the goal would be to have some YouTube content for that if there's enough interest. I know some of you watching this are going to say in the comments, yeah, there's interest, there's interest, do it. Um, but I have to just watch the search uh, the search engine stuff and make sure it's not just like me putting out a video that gets 500 views and it's just me wasting an hour of each of my days. So it has to make sense, but I'm hopeful that that can take the place while we wait for the Summer League of Legends to return Then obviously golf. And then we start to trickle into some other things. I want to give you an update. So welcome if you are brand new here, Sal Vetri. I create daily fantasy sports and fantasy sports content. Please hit the subscribe button. If you're already subscribed, hit the notification bell. And if you're not, then hit both of them. If you're listening on the podcast, hit the podcast uh, subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. But I'm going to start creating daily season-long NFL content. I know it's early. I'm just testing out the waters to get my YouTube algorithm up for when that comes, full transparency. But the draft is Thursday. I will be doing a live stream of probably the first 10 picks because the first round is like six hours and I'm not staying on stream for that long. And then afterwards, I'll be starting to have videos on these rookies based on where their landing spots are. Uh, That's weeks of content right there alone. And then we can start getting into um, once we have an idea of when the season is actually going to start and hopefully it starts on time start getting into the June and July months of when I'll put out a season long based content so that's just sort of an idea of where all the content is going we got Call of Duty we'll have League of Legends throughout the summer then golf comes back and then don't worry everybody hang tight we'll be back to normal before you know it hope you all are staying safe and healthy during this time so hit that subscribe button do all that wild stuff for me i appreciate it let's get into this video starting with so we have a two game slate top lane uh, here here are your favorites for today uh, you have e stars a 233 favorite over the plus 168 underdog of team Wii, and then you have t1 which is going to be a minus 227 favorite against dragon x the underdog at plus 168 so it's going to be pretty i would say straightforward in terms of like Every single team is in play today. I think that that seems pretty obvious. Like Team Lee can obviously pull off a victory. So can Dragon X, and I would not be shocked. These are two teams that during the season, and very recently, Team Lee, and pretty much their past two games, we've been on as underdogs here. Last time that there was a DFS slate, getting just both the underdogs, really three underdogs winning, and we were kind of a little bit on top of that one. So I do think all four teams are in play. I don't think I'm going to be fading any of them today. So I think it's pretty interesting slate. Now, if you're playing on FanDuel today and somewhere I don't really play often, but if you are, smaller prize pools, don't really like the product in general, but the you have to play three teams over there. So you have to play a player from the losing team. Now, I don't think that's a terrible idea because it allows you to get different if you don't have to do that. But when you have to do it, obviously you're not getting that different. On DraftKings, having a 4-2-1 stack or a 3-3-1 stack on a two-game slate um, is definitely not ideal. The 4-3 stack is still ideal. It's just so hard to get unique. And if you win, not split it a thousand ways unless you're putting a support player or top player in the captain spot. So that gets a little bit difficult. Um, it's interesting to see what we can do here, though. So starting with top lane, uh, Zyobay for E-Star is going to be the most expensive top lane. Not that expensive, though. $6,600. So leads the slate in assists, 7.3 assists per contest. We'll start to see what happens here. But uh, Kana and Roach Kana is likely going to get the start. Leads the slate in kill participation and damage percentage. So these are players that I like. It, it depends on the stacks that you want to go to because I also like the, the underdogs here. Like Morgan for um, Team Wee here, if you obviously got the victory, Morgan would be in your winning lineups without question. So Dorian. So it's a very straightforward approach to 
find the two teams that win. And then if you want to get different, have a one-off spot on one of these losing teams for your convenience. And um, so, you know, the, the mid laners on the losing teams typically score the most points, but the mid laners on the losing teams typically don't even score or score similar amounts of points to the support players on the winning team. So usually the support players score the least points on their team right around there with the top players. If they score the least points on the winning teams and the mid laners are scoring the most on, this, on the losing teams, it's so hard for a 4-2-1 stack um, to pan out on these slates unless you get a situation where these are best of five series now um one of the games goes all five rounds one of the games gets a 3-0 sweep which none of these games really seem like that's going to happen or one of the games goes five rounds one goes four rounds and the one going five rounds is much bloodier so for specific matchups today um so who do i like on this slate um well yeah i, I think that i actually do like team we yet again as an underdog i don't know if i like per se their exact matchup today i think that the matchup between t1 and dragon x has a lot of upside to just get really bloody is what we can say there both teams uh, above a 1.4 kdr on this slate Um, they both play very long into the rounds 34 minutes and 11 seconds for t1 32 minutes and 45 seconds for dragon x that has a has has the ability to per round go a few extra minutes longer than e-star and team we so even if they both go four rounds or both go five rounds you're actually getting more time within that round now the downside in the matchup between t1 and dragon x is that both of these teams don't die that often 7.8 kills per contest for t1 Dragon X coming in at 9.2. So bloodier might not be the the proper word, but I guess you can say lasting longer so you have more opportunity. Uh, Team Wii picks up 14.5 kills per contest, and E-Star picks up 17.4 kills per contest. Those two lead the slate out of the four teams. So I do think that E-Star is is obviously the team that has the most kills upside, Um, but if you were to take a 4-2-1 stack and you wanted to stack your one from, I would probably choose the E-Star and Team Wii game. So if you wanted to stack one player from the losing team and you think Team Wii loses, I would go for for one of their losing team players, probably a mid lane option, uh, which would then be Tichima. So uh, that's where I'm at on this slide, heading over to the mid lane now. So just looking at mid lane, you have some really strong options like, uh, like Tichima, right? If Tichima was to lose today, you're getting a player that even in losses is picking up some massive, massive points. And in victories, you're getting a $7,200 player who probably just dropped. I mean, now that it's a best of five, like 120 points on this slate. So I do like that. I do think that that stands out a good about a good amount as an underdog. When you start to go down, Chovy is going to be starting most likely today for Dragon X. And Chovy's $6,800 as a mid laner. And now you don't get the kills. You don't really get much upside in those departments. So in, on a losing team, again, I would rather have Tichima there. From Crying and Faker up top, Ryan is by far the player that I would want the most. This is where the lineups can start to get a little bit interesting because if you went to a 4-3 stack and you get crying in there and you go for the three or four man side of your stack with with that side, it's a little bit difficult and like you don't want to be stacking one entire game with Team Wii. I think it's an interesting strategy to say, I'm just going to game stack. Like there's two games on the slate. I'm going to game stack Team Wii um, as my four man stack and E-Star as my three man stack because those teams just generate a ton of kills. And I don't think that's the worst strategy. And I think I might actually look into it a little bit more. Your only downside is that like the other team is clearly going to have a winner who gets just a ton more points because wins equal upside and kills and, and point bonuses. So what you would have to hope for there is again that this team we e-star game goes five rounds and it's very bloody and the other game goes only four or three rounds and it's not so bloody and based on the kill and death ratios on this slate there's a good possibility that that's the case just on deaths per game uh, being very low for t1 and dragon x and kills per game being very high for e-star and team we so that's a very um less likely scenario that you win with a four-man stack of team we and a three-man stack of e-star right taking the underdog uh, and a game stack on a two-game slate 
I, I don't want you, if you're playing one lineup, to be doing that. But nobody's going to do it. So if you are playing like 100 lineups or even 150 into like the, the 50 cent and you're only spending $75 tonight, but you have 150 lineups in there, I don't think it's a terrible idea to get some of those lineups in there. Normally on any bigger size slate, that is a, a way to just kiss all your money goodbye. Tonight, if things break your way and this game goes the full five rounds and the T1 Dragon X only goes four rounds and it's not a very high kills per, per round and they're only killing each other like six or seven times per round where E-Star and Team We are putting up like 12 kills a piece, yeah, they're, they're going to be the ones that you need, whether it's win or loss. We've seen Teach Him Out. We've seen Jay Ming drop 120 points in losses this year. So uh, it's definitely capable of happening. So I would actually want Crying and Teach Him Out. They're my two favorite. And then Faker after that. Getting into the support side of things now. So Shy, you see Effort missing Akira. So only one support player per team. Uh, missing is going to look really, really good as probably the player very similar to what I was just saying that you would want to get to in a loss that's going to be really cheap for you because only $5,000. All these support players are cheap. Nobody hit $6,000 here. In terms of ranking them, I would go Shy, you see missing. So whoever you think wins that game is really good. Probably don't want two support players from the same team. Like if I am going to 4-3 stack, I I guess you can get a support player in there because you're just naturally going to, um, but I wouldn't be doing a, a support player captain in my 4-3 stack. Like you're already really different by game stacking. You don't have to get even more different by putting a very low upside score in your captain spot and game stacking. So I would only get one of these support players in there. If you wanted to stack E-Star and T1, the two favorites, or say you wanted to stack T1 in, in Team Wii today, um, I'm not totally against getting a support player in the captain spot normally i am uh, but on a two game slate you have to get unique somehow so putting missing in your captain spot 10 assists per contest 9.3 percent damage 1.2 percent creep score all these things lead the slate i don't think it's terrible you can say the same exact thing for kira from dragon x forty eight hundred dollars in your captain spot you're gonna have infinite money to do whatever else you want with your lineup Normally, I don't think that's a really good strategy, putting underdog support players in your captain spot because your upside out of Kira today is like, what, 60 to 70 points, um, whereas your upside out of all the AD carries and all the mid laners and really the AD carries we're about to talk about, um, and, and that would be 60 to 70 points on like a three-game slate. So obviously, it's a little bit higher, 80 points to 90 points on this five-game slate, I would say, whereas your upside out of these AD carries is like 130 points uh, with the five rounds now. So clearly not a fantastic strategy, but again, if it goes bloody, if it goes five rounds, if you need things to fit perfectly, I'm not totally against it. Like, I'm not going to put a rule that says don't give me any captains and support uh, or top lane tonight, but I will be putting that rule for teams. Um, lately, I have been restricting my support in, in, in top lane in my captain spot because it's been hitting just way, way less frequently, and that's kind of been the thing for a while now. Um, and AD carry and mid laner are much more better, are much better options there. But I do think it'll be interesting building lineups to see what you can get because you have to get different. Um, one thing I will point out is that you can get to so the AD carries that we have on the screen, Wink, Teddy, uh, Jaming, these guys are really, really good options, right? Death, not so much a really consistent score, but uh, still fine. Like it's Wink and Jaming uh, up top, Jaming in the captain spot for cheaper, Wink in your ad carry spot as like a one-off and it's not that great of an option on this slate but you can put wink or or let's just say jaming in your in your ad carry spot as a one-off right so you're doing a four two one with jaming in your in your ad carry spot as a one-off say even in a loss you could drop 90 points or something or 100 points on this five game slate and then you have wink in your ad carry spot for your captain so winks in your captain jaming's in your ad carry spot and then you fill out the rest of your lineup with a three more e-star players and then two players from like t1 so your one-off spot instead of a lot of people usually going a one-off as a team um or a, a support player or a top lane, you get an AD carry in there. People just aren't going to do that because one, they're on the same team on this slate and two, they're usually really expensive. So I do like Wink. I do like doing those one-off spots with AD carry or mid lane options because um, 
they just have a lot of scoring upside. So even in the losses, they can hopefully pay it off for you. And usually they're expensive. So people don't build those types of lineups and optimizers definitely aren't spinning out those lineups. Jungler here. Uh, so yeah, jungler is just going to be, I think they're all in play. They're all really good scores. Honestly, the, the T1 junglers, I'm not even that fond of. Cuz uh, probably will start over Elam, but we, Beishang, uh, Sayosik, those are the three players that I probably get to before Cuz. Uh, but um, in a victory, Cuz will obviously outscore whoever probably loses from the other game and then whoever they're facing. So uh, just not a really good overall kills player. Only 1.5 kills per contest. Beishang, uh, team, um, we, uh, Sayosik, way, way higher than that. Getting into the, the team spot now, and I'll pull up actually, and I'll mention it now. It's been on the screen, but Monkey Knife Fight, if you want to deposit for your first time, they'll give you $15 in bonus cash. You can deposit up to $50 and they'll give you like $55 in bonus cash. So it's whatever you deposit plus an extra $5 for your first deposit. And I'll throw in my League of Legends course, which you can check that out and get it all ready for these playoffs for the Asian leagues. And then heading into the summer League of Legends stuff as well. Just looking at some of the props that they have, they have Teddy for 116.5 more or less points. I actually like that uh, a good amount. My projections will be out in a few hours, hopefully in the early afternoon today. Uh, but Teddy looks pretty good there in terms of um, 116.5. It's very interesting to see that they have deft. So they have deft as a 120 and a half more or less. I'm just pretty much an over on there. I'm just looking at my other screen here. Deft is obviously the underdog today, um, but they have Teddy as a 116 and, and Teddy is obviously the favorite. So very interesting to see that they're they're almost projecting this as if they think that Dragon X is going to win. Maybe they have some sort of information that we don't have. If Dragon X wins, yeah, I think I, I think that Deft probably goes for one, over 120, uh, but I definitely... I definitely don't think if they lose, which they're projected to lose by Vegas, that um, Def's going to get there in Teddy 116 and a half. So just I think that's one that really stands out. We'll see what my projections say a little bit later today. Um, but just pulling up some of these other ones. So you have Crying from E-Star and Jay Ming. Oh, so this is a good one. So Crying E-Star is who we're talking about, right? Stacking 137 and a half uh, for Crying, the AD carry for five rounds at E-Star. I don't hate that. Jay Ming at 104.5. I like that a lot. If he if they win, you're getting more than 104.5 out of Jay Ming. If they lose, you have a chance still to get more than 105. So I like the props where no matter what the outcome is victory wise, you still have at least a good chance to get over 104.5. It's not likely, but maybe it's 30%. Maybe you have a 30% chance if they lose, but if they win, you probably have damn near a hundred percent chance that Jay Ming from Team Wei is going to go over 104.5. So those are some of the props you can get over at Monkey Knife Fight. Usually I put them on screen, um, but I just, I didn't have the, like I'm looking right now, they just uploaded as I was doing this. I didn't have them before. So you can see I'm going to have the four team spots available. I'm not going to exclude any of these four team spots. I like them. I mentioned earlier that T1 and Dragon X, their rounds probably last longer within the rounds themselves a little bit. Um, just because they don't die as much, they're not as aggressive. You get a good amount of dragon control, lane control on a Dragon X, so they are a live underdog, like uh, Monkey Knife Fight is sort of projecting here. So I don't hate that game at all, but the game that you really want to shoot for is E-Star and Team Wii. Like, they're both getting a ton of kills per contest. The two highest in the slate by a wide margin. 17.4 for E-Star. You're getting 14.5 uh, for Team Wii. They both will die a good amount. Team Wii dies 13.6 times per contest, most in the slate. E-Star 12.9, the second most in the slate. So these are two teams that as long as it goes, hopefully five rounds, I don't care who's the winner at that point. There's a good chance that that might just be the game stack that you need. If the other game's only going four or five rounds and they just get way less kills. Like there's a chance that E-Star and Team Wii can have double the amount of kills in their overall game than T1 and Dragon X. If T1 and Dragon X go four rounds and E-Star and Team Wii go five, I think E-Star and Team Wii have a pretty decent odds to double the amount of kills in their game, which is going to just be way, way, way more impactful than actually picking up the victory or not. So I actually like that type of a game stack the more that I think about it. But my projections will be out later today. If you want to check them out, they're on Patreon. They're linked down below. CSGO stuff's already out. I'll have Call of Duty 
stuff out there as well. Rocket League, when that comes back around, the Outlaw Tour, all that stuff that's going on right up until we get the real sports back with the PGA likely coming first. So appreciate you tuning into this video. Please, please, please hit the subscribe button before you go. You all rock. Thank you so much for being here. I really do appreciate it. We'll be back uh, every single day with some of the stats. I know that the EU Masters, they have some slates up, a six-game slate. I'll look back into it and see if I can model it. Last time, just none of the teams had stats. Like They're all minor league teams in, in, in the uh, European League. They're literally minor league legal edges team so trying to find reliable and trustworthy and really a long-term approach of data on them is really difficult to do as you would imagine it's like me trying to find the single a to the minor league team already in in baseball so you, you got your three minor league teams in baseball now go find another league with three minor league teams and find a single a thing of that and find all of that it's just it's crazy how much um DraftKings is really willing to go with this stuff but appreciate you all tuning in hope you have a great rest of your day my name is sal you already know that subscribe before you leave and peace out gang 